0: Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith. We're the Cutting Edge Christian Apologetic Ministry addressing the issues and the challenges facing today's church. And we are live, live for the next hour with your host, Bay Area Pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Well, tonight we bring you part five of our brand new series entitled 11 Ways God Allows Suffering from a Biblical Perspective. When it comes to suffering people respond in many different ways. Eastern religions teach that the non-existence of evil and suffering in the world. And then you have word faith teachers who teach that all suffering is a result of sin. There are even some people in churches who blame God. They blame themselves and they blame others for their suffering. Well, tonight Dr. Buckner will break down the true biblical view of suffering So buckle up, strap in, and get ready, for we are not pretending, we are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight?
1: Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that introduction, and we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know you're going to be lifted up in the Lord tonight as uh, you hear the Word of God. And uh, we do want to say Happy Thanksgiving to all of you out there in Radio Land, and we trust that uh, you'll have a blessed time giving God the glory around the food that you eat, and we pray that you won't overdo it, amen, (laughs) in the Lord. All right, well, we are talking about uh, uh, this uh, different ways by which God allows suffering in our life. We've been talking about 11 ways, and we uh, got to number seven. The last time, and let me kind of just review this uh, so we can get to the eighth one uh, tonight. Um, Number one, God allows suffering in our lives to develop patience and perseverance. That's the first one, and boy, do we need that today. And then number two, God allows suffering in our lives to develop maturity, and boy, do we need that in our lives, too, because there's so many babes in the Lord You know, they're still on the bottle. They still need to be burped. They still have the bib. They still have the diaper on. And God is saying, move from the first M, milk, to the second M, meat of the word. The third way that God allows suffering in our lives is to assure us of our sonship. Because by sometimes God taking us to the woodshed, He lets us know how much he loves us as his children and as our God. And fourthly, God allows suffering in our lives to prove the genuineness of the nature of our faith, that makes sure that we're not uh, following him by feelings and emotions, but faith. And then the fifth way that God allows suffering in our lives is to develop in us humility And boy, do we need that today, because pride is the thing that causes a lot of people to fall, not only outside the church, but inside the church as well. Number six, God allows suffering in our lives to keep us on the right track, because we have a tendency of getting off the right track. And uh, God wants to keep us on the right track, and sometimes... He takes us through suffering to get us on that right track when we wander away from the right track, which is Jesus Christ. The seventh way that God allows suffering in our lives to is to deepen our insight into the very heart of God. And we learned about that with King David, you know. God had to take him through suffering. And then through the suffering, God could say that David was a man after my own, had a heart after him. And that's what God is trying to do with us, to make sure that we have a heart after him. And uh, that's so important. And then the eighth reason why God allows suffering in our lives, and this is what we're going to discuss tonight, is God allows suffering in our lives to help others in their trials and in their suffering. God allows suffering in our lives to help others in their trials and in their suffering. And, you know, today, we're living in a world today where people need comfort more so than they ever needed it before. And this time of the year, uh, when we're talking about the holidays and Thanksgiving and Christmas, when you think about that with the family and with friends, just remember a lot of people out there that's even in your church, outside your church, they don't have a family. They don't have a, a church and And they're not being comforted, and they need comfort. And so this is one of the reasons why we hear at this time of the year that the suicide rate is higher than it's ever been during this time of the year. And we need to remember that. Now, when we uh, talk about this term, uh, comfort, it is something that started uh, back in the Old Testament. And I want to... Get into that in a few minutes, but uh the scripture that goes with this eighth point, God allows suffering in our lives to help us to help others in their trials and suffering. Paul talks about this in Second Corinthians chapter one and verse four. Second Corinthians chapter one and verse four. The apostle Paul teaches who comforted us in all our tribulations that we may be able to comfort them who are in any trouble by the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted. That's such a powerful scripture. Now, this is the point that I want to make. Where did Paul get this idea of comfort? Well, it's something that's taught way back in the Old Testament. If you write down these scriptures, I think it'll really bless your life to know that In the Old Testament, God was a constant comfort to the nation of Israel, the children of Israel. And we find this description of God as being a God of comfort throughout the Old Testament. We find in Isaiah 40 and verse 1, it says, Comfort ye, comfort ye my people, saith the Lord God. And then in Isaiah 51 and verse 3 And it says, for the Lord shall comfort Zion. And then we find it also in Isaiah 51 and verse 3 and 12, and Isaiah 66 and verse 13. And so we find that throughout the Old Testament, this principle of comfort is something that the Apostle Paul, under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit takes him back to the God of the Old Testament, the description of God as being a God of comfort and comforting the people. And then God came in and comforted the Apostle Paul in his trials and in his tribulations, even the times when he was beaten all, almost to dead, to death. And the Lord just comforted him in a powerful way and In turn, the Apostle Paul was convicted by the Holy Spirit to comfort others. See, the Christian life is not a selfish life. It is not me, me, me. It is giving, not taking all the time. We want to take all the time rather than give. A lot of people, they always say, Dr. Buckner, you're such a giver. Well, I have to be. Because God is that way with me. When I do things in giving to others and giving my love to others in Christ and, and sharing, sometimes helping people out financially, it's because God has done that to me. And, you know, I just say to myself, if you're not ever comforting others and not ever being a blessing to others in comfort, you have to really get on your knees and repent tonight. And ask God to give you that spirit of comfort. Now, isn't it interesting that in the New Testament, in the New Testament, that the Holy Spirit is called the paraclete. The word paraclete in Greek means the one who comes alongside to comfort Isn't that interesting? And then Jesus said in John 14 and 26, he talks about the Holy Spirit being the paraclete, the comforter to come alongside us in our trials, in our tribulations, in our testing to comfort us, to strengthen us. And Paul had experienced so much comfort from God and so much strength from God that he came out of that being a bold man for God. And God wants us in the midst of our comforting by the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, is to come out of that being bold Christians for the Lord, having that boldness, that anointing and appointing and approving in our lives to serve God and being able to be a service to others. You know, this is what First Corinthians chapter 12 is all about, talking about the body of Christ being a serving body. There's no such thing in the body of Christ as a pew-sitting gift, that you just sit by and do nothing with what God has entrusted you with. Three things that we will be judged on when we stand before God that starts with a, a T, three T's. We're going to be judged upon what we did with our time in comforting others. We're going to be judged upon the second T, what we did with our talent in comforting others. And thirdly, we're going to be Just upon the third T, the treasures, on comforting others with the treasures. That's the finances. I just don't see how anybody can hoard money to not give to the church and not give to other ministries that are being a blessing to others. And this time of the year, uh, you know, when we spend so much money on so many different things— for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, and everything like that, and can't give to ministries like Contending for the Faith. Can't take time out to give to your church. Can't take time out to give to ministries that are feeding people this time of the year. You need to get on your knees and repent for not being a comfort to other people, being selfish, caught up into your own world and your own family. And this is where you get to the point where you deny yourself and take up your cross and follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is what the Apostle Paul is saying, that we get to the place in our life that we comfort others because God has comforted us. And uh, the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 1 and 4, And now with the comfort you have received, notice that, You in turn will be able to comfort others. Amen to that. In their suffering, in their tribulations. You know what? How often do you just make a habit of this? Let me let me say something with you. Encourage you with doing something. Make a habit anytime somebody comes to you with a problem, with an issue with a struggle in their life, whether it's financially, sexually, no matter what the problem is with their family, with their marriage, with their job, you should get into a conditioning, comforting spirit of praying for them immediately. That's what I do. I'll stop and I'll just say, let me pray for you, my brother. Let me pray for you, my sister. A lot of times we just say, oh, yeah, I'm sorry that you're going through that. No, that's not full comfort. Comfort is that, brother and sister, you know what? I've gone through this thing myself in many ways, and God has been such a comfort, joy in my life. I want to be that to you. Let me pray for you. Let me let me hold your hand. Let me put my hand on your shoulder. Let me pray for you right now. See? It's comforting others in their suffering. You know, this is what Christianity is all about. And let me just kind of introduce this ninth one, and then we'll pick up with that next time. The, the next one is the, the ninth one, and that is, number nine, God allows suffering in our lives to teach us to really love him. And we're going to learn about this in the Apostle Peter's life because he got away From his first love, like so many of us do. And God had to take him through suffering to get him to weep, to literally try in his sufferings to get him back to really loving God like the way he should. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches regarding comforting
0: others because we have been comforted ourselves. Brother Gary. All right. Well, our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you tonight. And we always say we need to make prayer our first response, not our last resort. And if you need prayer, we want to give you a prayer of comfort tonight. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. That number again is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's 1-888-367-5329. Don't be shy. Pick up that phone. Give us a call. If you need prayer, we're here to pray with you. Again, we want to be that, that bridge of comfort especially during such troubled times, people are suffering left and right. And there's so many issues in our, in our uh, crazy world that uh, it's very easy to become discouraged and uh, disillusioned by what you see and what you hear and what you're going through. And we want you to know that tonight you're not alone and that God is just a prayer way. And if you need help and encouragement, we want to be that encouragement for you. So give us a call. We'll pray with you. We'll comfort you. Uh, we'll give you reasons and answers for your faith tonight. Again, that number is one 8 forkfax And, you know, we want to begin by thanking everyone who has been a comfort to us by praying for contending for the faith. We also want to thank those who, over the past few weeks have uh, partnered with us financially and given to contending for the faith. We have uh, Michael, Nancy, Jerry, Bridget, Bonnie, and Bailey, Mary, June, David, Jackie, and Megan. We want to let you know that uh, we appreciate your generosity. We appreciate your um, faith in giving and sacrifice, and it's just so important that you all of you remember to, that this is a prayer driven ministry and without your prayers we know we wouldn't have been on the air as long as we have but we also need your uh, continued financial support this is a listener supported ministry and we need you to step up uh, to support the work that God has given us to do uh, it does cost us 400 a week to stay on the air and right now we're about two weeks behind in our payment. So we, we may be forced to go off the air if things don't change. If things don't begin to pick up, um, we may have to pick up and go. And that's just the reality. Um, Dr. Buckner and I, we don't receive any uh, pay whatsoever from this ministry. Everything goes right back into the airtime. And so it's important that, uh, especially now, The holiday seasons are upon us. I know people are gearing up for Thanksgiving this week, and they bought their turkey, and they're getting all their goodies ready and lined up, and then they're thinking about Black Friday the next day, right? And we're going to hit the sales. We're going to be at the department store at 6 a.m., right, with our cash in our hands, right? Well, maybe, you know, a better use of that cash in the hand would be to support ministries like Contending for the Faith, Maybe a better use is to use those funds to see lives touched and changed for time and eternity. Um, where, are you, where is your treasure? Is it at the department store or is it? are you sending it forward? As Dr. Buckner mentioned, time, talent and treasure. We have those three T's that we're responsible for. So what are we doing with our time? What are we doing with our talents? You know, are, are you a talented musician? Are you using that talent in your church? Um, are you spending time with God? Are you giving time to ministry? And, of course, your treasure, the tithe, belongs to the Lord. And, uh, you know, we had a thing at our church recently where we had special cards printed up. And, for 9 you know, for 90 days we said, look, uh, those of you who have never tithed, we're going to challenge you to step up to the plate and to tithe, but we're giving you a money-back guarantee <laughs> if God doesn't move, if God doesn't uh, provide over that 90-day period. Now, the scripture, this is the only place in Scripture where he says, test me and see. And do you not know nobody came back for a refund, Doctor Buckner? <laughs> because God is faithful. Amen to that. You know He's faithful. He'll take, he'll he'll you give him that ten percent. He'll make that ninety stretch way past one hundred. And you'll and you'll see God's hand at work. You know, tithing and giving is is a an act of faith. Do you really trust God? We have so many Christian atheists running around here. They call themselves Christians, but they behave like (laughs) idiots. They don't believe that God – do they really believe God's going to provide? And it's easy to fall into that. But we want to encourage you tonight that uh, it's time to step up. Many of you have uh, listened to this broadcast for years and have never given to uh, this ministry. So it's time. We need your help, and we need your support, especially during these holiday seasons, you know – uh when you're thinking about a gift thinking about think about giving a gift toward this ministry that's going to go on in front of you into heaven where the, the moth doesn't eat and the thief can't rob and the rust won't t- touch it so consider partnering with us financially here at contending for the faith there's two ways that you can donate first one is send a check or money order to contending for the faith PO box 553 Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith. P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. Just get on your laptop, your smartphone, your, your tablet, and go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org. Click on the Donate button, and it's that simple. You'll be a blessing for time and eternity. So we just want to encourage you, um, as we've been trying to be a comfort to so many for so many years, it's time for you to be a comfort to us as well and partner with us financially so we can continue to do the work that God has called us to do. Otherwise, you may tune in on a Saturday night and look for this program and something else will be in its place. Uh, That's a grim reality, but we we believe God's going to take care of us and that he's going to use all of us and partner to partner in this ministry so we we just want to encourage you uh, now's the time to give now's the time to be a blessing dr buckner
1: thank you brother gary for those encouraging words and i can't improve upon that uh so we appreciate uh, those encouraging challenging words out there to those who are listening all right uh, righty. who we have first we got we have cc online he's been holding cc how you doing how you guys doing? We are blessed. Happy Thanksgiving to you in advance.
2: Oh, I appreciate that. Happy
1: Thanksgiving to you guys, too. Yes, yes. Amen. Do you have some big plans?
2: Um. Probably. I, I'm probably just going to stay at home.
1: Okay. Well, sometimes that's a yeah. good thing. Sometimes that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Especially nowadays. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, how did the Word of God uh, minister to you tonight?
2: Well, you said you said so. You you said so many things on there. Um, I believe a part really about uh, humility, and the one that stuck out to me is what patience and perseverance. Because I know that naturally, you know, we not we're not patient. You know, you see that even at um, when you at the stoplight, you pull up to the stoplight and the light turns green. If your foot is not on the gas pedal, um, they're going to come out of the car and talk to you about it, or they, or they're going to get upset about it, you know. Mm-hmm. so people are really patient, you know, saying when they're, you know, in line somewhere or at restaurants. I mean, we're just impatient and the perseverance. And so I believe that does, you know, you become more patient when you actually begin to suffer. You know, an elderly couple told me that years ago, you know, saying when I was a lot younger. Mm -hmm. And so that really stuck to me when you talked about patience and perseverance, especially humility, because a lot of us, you know, we become prideful, but when you get to going through that fire and, you know, God brings you through, it does, it humbles you. You know, if the Holy Spirit's working and God's in your life, it's, it's, it's going to humble you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, well said. We well, appreciate that uh input
0: and the feedback on what you learned. Yeah. It's interesting. You mentioned uh, when people get behind the wheel, all of a sudden they, you think you have patience. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and all of a sudden you see all kind of interesting hand gestures uh, flying, <laughs> oh, <laughs> very much so. Yes, yes, so true. And uh,
1: sounds like you have a, a question uh, as well tonight.
2: Um, yes, I do. I want to ask you a question in First um, um, Corinthians chapter seven. Okay. And what's your what's your verse? Um, it's, it's I think it's um, in verse. I think verse I think it's in verse 1.
1: Okay, you have your Bible there?
2: Um, yeah, I'm trying
1: to Sound like you have a lot of uh activity in the background there.
2: Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not at home right now. I'm I'm out. I'm out like in public. It's like in a in a public place right now, so it was really it was really quiet up, up until I about to get on the phone and then all of a sudden it got real noisy.
1: Well, you know that's part of the warfare, right?
2: Yeah, I know it because it was completely. It, it's been it's been completely quiet in this spot where I was at. All of a sudden, when I was it came time for me to come, all this noise and wreckage just came. I was like, "Whoa, what's going on?"
1: Yeah, that shows you how real the devil is.
2: Yeah, it yes. is because it was completely quiet. Because I would have never, I would have never even came um, over here if that was you know. I would have never even came in this, this spot right here if it was going to be be that loud. You know?
1: Oh yeah. Well, you know, this verse here, and uh, it talks about in uh, 1 Corinthians 7 and verse 1, Now concerning the things of which you wrote to me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Now, what is Paul talking about here? This is the uh, question. What is he talking about? Well, there is a lot of questions that are being thrown at Paul, and uh, what the Apostle Paul is doing here is uh, talking, continuing to talk from First uh, Corinthians chapter 6, and you see in First Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 18, he talks about flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside of the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins... Against his own body? Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have uh, from God, and you are not your own, for you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So, Paul is uh, responding to a lot of the stuff that was going on in the church of Corinth. They were a worldly church. And a lot of them were practicing uh, sexual immorality. And uh, so uh, the question came up about uh, this issue of sexual immorality and sexual sin. And Paul is even bringing into the picture uh, the principles of marriage, which is getting into 1 Corinthians chapter 7. The principles of marriage is uh, dovetailing off of 1 Corinthians chapter 6. So I laid the foundation so that you can understand uh, the context of the previous chapter and why he's saying it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Now, he's not uh, uh, talking about the situation uh, in a church where people uh, embrace, they may give each other a hug. Uh, He's talking about this in the context of sexual Sins that people are uh, touching women uh, for the uh, men are touching women for the sole reason, or women touching men, but men touching women in this case uh, for the purpose of seducing them and taking advantage of them. And he's warning them to not do this uh, with the sexual uh, intention uh, to seduce uh, a woman. Uh, to uh, get into sin. Now, this is a, a warning to our world today and our culture because our culture today, uh, moral corruption is at its highest uh, when you're not only talking about sexual gender mess and all that stuff that's going on, but the whole issue of uh, fornication, adultery, homosexuality, and polygamy and all this stuff <clears throat> that's going on. And the Apostle Paul is hitting this right between the eye and saying <clears throat> that uh, we are not to uh, practice this, the lifestyle. And uh, he goes as far as saying, even in 1 Corinthians 6, that those who <clears throat> excuse me, practice this stuff will not inherit the kingdom of God. I mean, this, if this is a practice in one's life without repentance— it means one thing that's left. A person will die and go to hell, according to the Apostle Paul, in the Spirit. Those who practice these things, sexual immorality, the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, that they will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, so, uh, to not touch a woman with this intent in mind, and then he goes to say that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and we are to treat our bodies that way and to look at a woman from the perspective of being God's creation too and that her body is God's temple and our body is God's temple <clears throat> and you know what the temple I'm say this and I'm closing compare I did a teaching one time on comparing the old testament temple to the new testament temple of our body in the old testament Temple, what did God do when people came inside the temple of God and they blasphemed it and they got into uh, sexual immorality and impurity? <clears throat> even the priests, God would drop them dead and he would put a rope with bells on it. And when they would go in, the priests, the people had the rope around his ankle. And when they heard the bell stop jingling, They knew that God dropped the priest dead in the temple because he was into sin, and he didn't repent of the sin. So God dropped him dead, and the people could not enter the temple except for the high priest. And so they they dragged him out with the rope. That's how serious God was in the Old Testament with sexual sins and hypocrisy. Not only sexual sin, but hypocrisy. So if God was that serious in the Old Testament, and then in the New Testament he says your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, if we put this stuff in our bodies and practice sin, God can also drop us dead, too. That's how serious it is. And it's a wake-up call to anybody who's listening to this message tonight. So hopefully this has been an encouragement to you and some encouraging words.
2: Yes, yes, yes. This has been very, very cur- Sorry, my phone was... That's been very, very encouraging, man. Yeah, I really appreciate that.
1: Amen, amen. Well,
2: uh, it, 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 it encourages me to keep keep doing what I've been doing. It really encourages me.
1: Amen, amen. Well, I'm going to say some things a little bit uh, later if we have some time on Kanye West. I want to uh-huh. say some things on him a little bit later on, so everybody needs to tune in about what I'm going to say about Kanye West if we have uh-huh. some time with that. Okay, uh, let's have a our uh, time almost up here for the commercial. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're at a commercial, so we'll get your prayer request next time, brother.
2: Okay. All right. Thank you.
0: Okay. God bless you, Brother Gary. All right. Well, it's time for us to take that commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecturer, Counselor, and Expert on the Cults, Doctor Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Again, we want to encourage you to. Uh, Partner with us here at Contending for the Faith through prayer. We believe the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much, and we need your prayers. This is a prayer driven ministry without a shadow of a doubt. But we also need you to partner with us financially. We need your continuous, uh, consistent support in this area in order to maintain and stay on the air. So, you know, we know the holidays are coming up, as we mentioned earlier, and consider uh, a gift. Not only under the tree, but send one to contending for the faith. We need your help right now. We're getting about two weeks behind in what we need to pay the studio. And we need your help to continue to be on the air, to continue to do what God's called us to do. There's two ways you can donate. Number one, just send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Second way is so much easier. If you have a smartphone, laptop, um, tablet, go online to contendingfaith.org and click on the donate button. And you will be a blessing for time and eternity. Dr. Buckner.
1: Thank you, Brother Gary, for those announcements. And let's get- Back
0: to the callers. All right. Let's go to Benjamin and Hayward. Benjamin, how are you doing this evening?
2: Oh, I'm doing well,
3: brother. I'm just rejoicing right now, and I'll hear you guys uh, preach the good news.
1: Well, thank you so much. We like that name. My, uh, s- my son' name is Benjamin, so we like that name, Benjamin.
3: Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, a lot of brothers come up to me and say it's oh, a biblical name, but, you know, the the more that well pleases me is when uh the <laughs> lord uh, uh helped me uh uh be with the family and the brothers you know
1: amen amen yeah, how can we help you tonight? You you have something on your heart or you want to share with us or
3: yeah yeah I was uh, every time I go to you know, I have a little Bible study, I'm trying to hurry up right now with the brothers, but every time i I go towards my bible study and uh, and I hear you guys i just I just get this uh, joy in my heart, you know of hearing the truth, how you guys uh, uh, say the word so uh, uh, clear and, uh, you know, and uh, uh, so clearly, you know, how you guys explained it. And uh, and I was just calling in to give a little bit of all that, a lot that God gave to me and uh, just give that donation. But I guess the brother says that uh, 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 there's two ways to do it on online or, 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 or to do it uh, or mail it in, you know.
1: Oh, yes, and Gary can tell you how to do that. Uh. If you have some computer knowledge, you can do it right away. Gary, I'll tell you how to do that, or you can mail it. Tell him Gary how to do that.
0: Yeah. So if you have a computer or a laptop, or if you have access to a computer, you just go online to contendingfaith.org. Just put in that uh, in the in the URL at the top, contendingfaith.org, and uh, that'll bring you to our website, and you'll see a uh, donate button. You just allows you to put in the amount that you want to give and you click and boom it's that easy mm-hmm. you don't have to go to the bank yeah
1: yeah yeah or yeah, you can that's good brothers yeah yeah or uh-huh. you can or you can do it the other way and let him know through the post office oh, yeah. box yeah yeah
0: so so the other way is a little more uh labor intensive <laughs> you're going to have to write yeah. you know write a check or get a money order and and then mail it into our post office box which is PO box right you know um
3: so I wanted to uh, at least, if I may, share a Bible verse that I really love too much, and that hopefully this this encourages the brothers and sisters that are listening to uh, help and donate, which you know, w- you know, we must help out to to keep this uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, lively word go- uh, keep going. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, What's your word? Yeah,
3: yeah. So uh, it's uh, Colossians 4:12, and I memorized this. You know, now I'm memorizing verses. Uh, you very, very know, good. man, that's a good to, thing. Uh, that, yeah, that way I can. Uh, uh, you know that way they don't. You know you, they don't like whenever I need to help uh, help a brother, either uh, with some um, comfort or you know with the good word, I can actually uh, say it without uh, you know without uh, going to the Bible. But it's mm-hmm. uh, Colossians 4:12. It says, uh, "Reproach who is one of you, a a, a bond servant of Christ, greets you." And this is what I like about it. it. Says always laboring fervently for you in prayers that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. And, you know, the main thing right here is just always laboring fervently, you know, so so that's what we have to do, always laboring, uh, uh, you know, for, uh, for the grace of God and to glorify God.
1: You know what, uh, Benjamin, you have been uh, truly in the Lord, a blessing uh, to us and an encouragement to us because we we're always praying that uh, God would uh, speak through people like yourself, uh to not only pray for us, but to call in and say, you know what, I want to be a giver to this ministry that's one of a kind, and also encouraging others. So you have really uh blessed our hearts tonight, and we appreciate you, brother, and uh, continue to listen, continue to tell others about us, anything we can do, we are here for you. And Let's have a moment of prayer for you right now, and thank God for what uh, you've done. Brother Gary, let's pray for Brother Benjamin right
0: now. All right. Lord, we thank you for Brother Benjamin. We pray that you continue to bless him and grant him favor in his life. We pray that you meet every need that's represented in his life, Lord God, because you're able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all we could ask or think. We pray that you continue to touch him and use him in a mighty way, and we thank you for him in Jesus' name. In Jesus'
1: name. Amen. Thank you, Brother Ben, and God bless you, and keep in contact with us, brother.
0: And happy Thanksgiving to you.
3: Bless you, too.
0: All right. all right. God bless. God bless. All right, we're going to go to our next caller, Sophia in Sunnyvale. Sophia, how are you doing?
4: Oh, I'm so well. I have to say also amen to Brother Benjamin because all of us listening are also very grateful to him. I am so happy for that he called in. So it, it really made my heart sing. So thank you, to Brother Benjamin. Amen. Now, I will speak very quickly now because I have two little issues. One is I, suffering, and I, let me tell you, Dr. Buckner, I've been away. I've been with my husband's family. So um, you have really been full of passion. last few weeks I was telling Frederick, oh, my gosh, even last week it was so fabulous. You're on fire, as they say. That's an expression, not really. But anyway. <laughs> so oh, anyway, so I was going, this is what I was thinking. Now I'm not comparing myself with Joe but I and, and I don't know one like suffering but I tell you it makes me so close to God. Now God um no, he, he I say to myself you know what I, I was crying earlier today about something and I've had different issues I was crying because of the holidays. I don't know if I want to say this on the air but what do I God knows I had them and now I can't have children so it's a very big it's a deep thing and I was lonely around the holidays. So I'm crying, but then I thought, you know what? The Lord is right here with me, and he says, and so I like to look at it. I say, he's saying, Sophia, you know what? You have the right, it's an expression for everyone listening. I'll teach you something. It's an expression. It's called the right stuff. You have the right stuff. And so I think God, I feel good. I don't feel good to suffer, but it makes me feel so close. God wants his children to be dependent on him because he's there to lift us up and always be with us. So it's not... It's not a good thing, but it's not a bad thing. I am actually, as Paul says, I rejoice, and I know it sounds funny, but I really do, because I won't let Satan beat me down, no matter what happens. And then you get a call like Benjamin, and makes you so all the callers, Cece, of course, but it, it's, there. there's so much love, we just have to keep our focus, you have to pray, you have to keep your focus on Jesus, because this world is wacky as can be. Yeah. Now. I had the quick question, because I was with my husband's family, and they're always on me because they're Jewish. I don't know. They say they're going to heaven. I say, how, what? But I don't get into it. I don't know how they're going to heaven. They don't believe in Jesus. But maybe Rick can tell me sometime about the Jewish faith. Now, they attacked me. They say, no, the Bible's not true, because they, they uh, brought up, I don't know him, but there's someone named T.D. Jakes, I think. T.D. Jakes, anus. right. Mm-hmm. Right. But they say that he says there's no Trinity, there's just one God. Now maybe that's a theory, but I don't understand uh, what he, what, and they say, well, you see, the Bible can't be true because different people have, they say different mm-hmm. things. So maybe you could explain what I could say to them. I don't know this T.D., T.D., T.E., T. whatever T.D.
1: Jakes. T.D. Jakes stands for tech, uh, Thomas Dexter Jakes. Um, it's interesting you mentioned his name because in 2001,
0: uh-huh.
1: around 2000, 2001, uh, you can get information on my website. Uh, we can have Gary give you some information on that. Uh, I did an article on TD Jakes that exploded all over the country. Oh. And I did it for the Christian Research Institute in about 2001. And, uh, demonstrated that T.D. Jakes is a Pentecostal oneness. Now, Pentecostal oneness believes that, uh, Jesus, uh, wore different masks than history. He wore the mask at one time of the Father, then he wore the mask of the Son. He took the mask off of the Father, then he put the mask on of the wow. Son, and then he put took that mask off, and then he put the mask on of the Holy Spirit, <clears throat> but it's Jesus only. And so the Pentecostal oneness is a cult because it not only denies the Trinity. The Trinity is, I wrote a book on the Trinity okay. uh, and demonstrates that the Bible teaches in one God. And that one God is called Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They are distinct, but yet they are equal in nature, essence, and being. Uh-huh. Now, T.D. Jakes teaches, and Pentecostal Oneness teach, that Jesus only, that there is no Father, there is no, those no Holy Spirit, there's Jesus only. And so Jesus just took on the name Father, took on the name Holy Spirit, but it's Jesus only. So in the Pentecostal wow. Oneness Church as well, they baptize only in the name of Jesus, but not the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And then they also believe that you have to speak in tongues to be saved. My article is a must to look at because you can uh, break that down. You can break it down and uh, and uh, look at it, the article, and then uh, uh, pull it off or look at it and get all the information that you need on that article there. I'll give Gary a little information there <clears throat> to kind to tell you about our website and that sort of thing in a few minutes. So <clears throat> um, you will be blessed by the article itself. So, uh, yes, so they are a cult, and they – Started way back in the uh, third century under a man by the name of Sabellius, who taught that uh, the Jesus-only doctrine and that there was no distinction. He taught a, a principle of modalism, that uh, Jesus appeared in different modes, but there Jesus was not distinct from the Father and the Holy Spirit as Jesus only. And then Sabellius. Uh, influence this teaching of modalism, which is a dangerous teaching. So, yeah, you want to get the article. Uh, Gary, why don't you tell a little bit about my website, and then um, you can uh, look at the information on my website about it.
0: Oh,
4: I'm happy. Okay, go ahead. Yeah,
0: it's contendingfaith.org, www.contendingfaith.org. So just go online to contendingfaith.org, and uh, you'll... It'll take you to the website, and you, you'll be able to get information there. Yeah, and that'll be that'll be a great help to you.
4: So grateful, and I was telling Frederick that you know, I, that's why I listen to Doctor Buckner, and you, and you, of course, Gary, because I know I'm getting the truth, and it's so important, particularly nowadays. You have to know you're getting the truth. Amen. So i I'm I'm so grateful, and, that, and when I listen to you, you know, there's another. I'll teach you another expression. You may not know. It says from God's ears to your mouth, something like that. God's mouth to your ears. I don't know, but it means from
0: your you, mouth to God's ears.
4: Yes, that's the one. <laughs> yes, it, 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 I got the direction wrong. Got, that's all right, but <laughs>
1: right. it's
0: all good. It's
1: all good. But
4: anyway, that's what when when Doctor Buckner speaks, that's how I view it. So thank you so much, Doctor Buckner, and Happy Thanksgiving. to And Happy so Thanksgiving
1: everybody. to you. Thank you for your call, and God bless you. Thank you for your question as well. Well, let me say something quickly about uh, Kanye West, and I'll talk a little bit about him next week. Uh, Kanye West uh, is a a real and uh, well-known rap artist uh, who has uh, claimed to be a believer in the Lord now, and he's uh, making a great impact in the community uh, at large unfortunate thing is uh we need to get to him to disciple him i'll say some more on this next time but it's uh, uh broke my heart to see that he went to joel Osteen's church and uh was speaking there and doing a concert uh you know we just got to get to these young men and so that uh, they can be discipled and so that they'll be uh led in the right direction because joel Osteen is a word faith prosperity, name it and claim it teacher and teach us some blasphemy teachings regarding the atonement and other things. So I'll get into that next time. Brother Gary.
0: All right. Well, we've come to the end of an exciting broadcast, and uh, we'd just like to thank um, our engineer, Brother Vince, Frederick, our phone counselor, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us. So please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time, when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you.